Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome to a very special edition of the Vegas Hockey Podcast. This is Mark Warner along with Chris Lisa. And we've just heard the commissioner say that the that the Board of Governors has approved the plan of expansion to begin play in 2017 by a unanimous vote here in Las Vegas. The press conference was a little bit delayed. It seemed like they were still working some things out. But it is we've long expected, long anticipated, and now it's come to fruition. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. It's a, it's an historic day for the league. It's a historic day for Las Vegas, not uh, not only just joining the NHL, but uh, getting their first professional sports team. So uh, congratulations uh, to all the folks out in uh, out Vegas. And uh, uh, I believe, um, unfor- unfortunately, uh, it was just Vegas to get the yay vote. Is that correct? Yeah, I just caught the uh, – they have chosen to – Defer was the term used, the Quebec Corps uh-huh. application. He went through a long list of reasons why he feels eventually Quebec will get a franchise and the arena's first rate, the ownership is first rate, um, Everything about it, but the actual factors that aren't in control of Quebecor in the city of Quebec, which is the economics involved with the thing. Other than that, it seems like he's very pleased with their application, but unable to go forward with it due to the economics at this time. So, which we're on record as saying uh, many, many times. We hope Quebec City does come in and get a franchise. The fans there are fantastic, obviously. But this is actually a day of celebration for Las Vegas. And hopefully Quebec City will get their turn next, right? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that they chose the word defer. And uh, and also that kind of... No, for uh, opens up a lot of uh, possibilities with a couple other teams, uh, such as Carolina, and you know, possible relocation. Um, so, uh, you know, we're hoping we don't want to see anyone lose their team. As somebody who's up in no, for uh, sure, Island, New York, and having even uh, had the possibility at one point in time of that happening, it's not a lot of fun. So. Uh, um, you know, so hopefully uh, in a perfect world, everyone can stay put and they'll land in that city in the new, near future. So, um, uh, uh, you know, I guess from that standpoint, the, the drama will continue. And and uh, the frustrating part, I'm sure it is for all the hockey fans in Quebec City is going to be, you know, it's still more of a waiting game when out of clock. So I can I can definitely appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with everything you just said, but uh, uh, 
let's focus on Vegas for just a second. We've been through this for years and for a year plus, and we've listened to all the detractors and all the reasons why Las Vegas wouldn't work, all the reasons that will be an empty stadium in five years. But uh, I do believe Vegas, out of all the cities that were considered, does have the strongest bid, obviously, because they just got their team. Um, and I think that's both probably clear to the Board of Governors that um, the naysayers who have been detractors all along mostly didn't bother to educate themselves on the bid that Las Vegas has. Um, I've been around and around on Twitter, and you know this, Chris, as well as anybody, that uh, the, the battles that we fought with Dana Lane and all the people involved over at Sinbin, where we were supporting this team from the very start, and it looks like now it's come to fruition. Um, what do you think... We are, they're not going to get the name today. Um, from what you see online, what do you think the, the leader in the pack for the name is? Uh, say that again, Mark? I was just wondering what you think the leader in the pack for the name of the franchise. I don't believe we're going to get it today. I got an email from Vegas Wontaki a couple of days ago regarding uh, season tickets and the vote that we'll be taking. Uh, and it did mention that we will be still voting on the team name when we pick our season tickets. So what do you think? Is it going to go with Black Knights? I know the Aces has generated a lot of steam here. What do you think? Um, I mean, I do like Black Knights. I like, um, you know, that, uh, you know, Mr. Foley's, uh, um, you know, background in terms of uh, where that comes from, and I like that name. I, I didn't think that they wanted to go with anything, any name that could possibly be associated with gambling, and not that Aces necessarily is, but obviously Aces in a uh, deck of cards and and from that standpoint. So um, uh, I do like Black Knights. I think you can come up with some pretty cool logos as well. Uh, as uh, you know, I think that's the other part of it is uh, the name and the logo. So, <laughs> excuse me. So I do like uh, I do like the idea of the Black Knight personally, but you know I'm not in Vegas, so as whatever makes the people. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, I had something. In my okay. Nah, you're good. You're good. Um. Well, I understand the uh, the West Point tie in there, um, and since he was the only one who originally believed in us as a city, I think that Miss Foley could uh, pretty much name the team whatever he wants, and I'll be happy with it. But uh, seems seems like the Aces. Brian Burke's walking down the hallway right in front of me. Uh, sorry, I got to get a. I got to go a fanboy moment there. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Burke. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. I had to go fanboy just for a second. 
looks like the press conference is letting out because I'm starting to see a lot of dignitaries come out this way. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Aces seems to be the popular vote here in town, and it wouldn't be the Aces related to the cards. It would be Aces relating to the fighter pilot. And we do have, sure. obviously, the That's- Nellis Air Force Base is one of the best, you know, biggest Air Force bases in the, in the country, and they would go with that theme, not a gambling theme, which won't be entertained by the by the ownership right, group right. for obvious reasons. So, right. You think Absolutely. Aces would end up being too much I, like Winnipeg Winnipeg Jets? Yeah, I mean, I think I think what, what you were saying before, though, and in terms of people not understanding, we could make a quick point. All the different. Uh, analytics, if you will, or analytical points for why Vegas is a uh, great choice from the market to the TV ratings that you've written about. Um, you know, how the city's never had a professional sports team, been dying for it, so on and so forth. But from the tourism standpoint of people who are going to be in town, and there's so many reasons. But I think if you put all those reasons together, and um, on top of all that, I think equal to all those great reasons why this day has happened is Mr. Bill Foley. And they, to have a dedicated, smart, deep-pocket owner uh, on board like this is not only just a huge uh, asset for the Las Vegas franchise, but to the NHL as well. And uh, I firmly believe that if uh, you know the, the Vegas franchise did not have an owner on the level of Mr. Foley, a level of two down, uh, this day would not be a happy one. So uh, I think that's a that's something people will get to know him a bit, but more will be written about him. But uh, that's something I think is uh, a huge point of why this day is happening. No, I agree. When we met him a couple times last last year, about this time actually. Uh, he struck me as the, and I've said this before, the perfect owner for a Las Vegas-based franchise. He's not aloof. He's very accessible to the community. Um, very down to earth. He was doing a, a radio show from a friend, friend of the show, Brian Blessing, on Sportsbook Radio, and they were sitting in the bar. And obviously, it's well known Mr. Foley is a real estate title billionaire, and He's sitting there in, in, you know, shorts and a polo shirt. Nobody in the bar but me was there to pay attention. This is early on in the process. So nobody there was paying attention to the uh, the billionaire over in the corner talking about bringing the National Hockey League to Las Vegas. Uh, after the show, they invited me over to sit down talk with him a little bit. And it was, it was actually early June, so um, he was following the Ducks on their run into the Western Conference Finals last year. Uh, really, it just strikes me that he's he's a fan of the game growing up, playing some pond hockey there up in Canada. Um, really proud of that. And just a down, down-to-earth guy who had a very successful business. He served the country well. And, you know, it's not every day that the common man like myself can – can sit there and interact with a billionaire and uh, just sit there and talk hockey as fans of the game and, you know, have have him 
basically makes me feel real at ease, put me on the same level in the conversation. And I think that's the kind of owner that Las Vegas needs. They, I really don't think that an aloof standoffish uh, behind the scenes guy was going to work out for this community. I think you want the, you know what I'm saying? The accessible, uh, gregarious, entertaining fan of the game, especially with a sport like hockey. Um, to understand the game, appreciate the game, and you know, with with what he had going on, he could have really taken his money and picked Seattle. He could have went and picked, you know, when been an investor with the Quetzalcoatl Group. He could have gone to any city, but he picked Las Vegas. So uh, the community owes him a debt of gratitude, and hopefully, everybody gets on board and supports the team the way it should be as the first first major sports team here in Las Vegas. It's pretty awesome. I'm kind of at a loss for words right now. It's been, I, you know, I, I've moved here in 1989. I've been, I've moved here in 1989 and I've been waiting for something like this to happen for our city for, for years and years and years. And there's been rumors, hints in the past and, you know, sitting here in the hallway with everybody walking by me right now is pretty, uh, actually it's overwhelming right now, Chris. Yeah, I can only imagine. Uh, and I think also, too, I think Mr. Foley is going to be a smart owner, not just for the long, t- uh, for the short term, but also the long term. So I'm sure he'll have a short-term plan and a long-term plan in, in terms of, um, you know, in terms of the team, team in the community, uh, making sure that, you know, attendance is strong, all those good things. Obviously, everything's off to a great start. The amount of season, whole season tickets already sold, and um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think this is going to uh, be a real uh, feather in the NHL's cap, and you know, I just hope that uh, the, the people of Quebec City won't have to wait that long. Well, we got a caller into the show, Chris. I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. His name's Matt Lowry. He runs a Red Wings blog and podcast out of okay. Los Angeles. Um, he reached out to the show this morning when we announced that we were going live down here. And Matt, are you there, buddy? Yes, I am. How are you guys doing? Thank you, sir. We're doing. I'm. I'm losing my mind over here, actually. <laughs> um, how, how are you today, sir? Why don't you introduce? Uh, since you're the first time, first time caller into the show, um, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and and you know, plug your blog and, and your podcast, too, so we can get that out of the way and talk some hockey. Sure. Uh, my name is Matthew Lowry. I am the uh, the owner of Winged Octopus, which is a Red Wings blog. Um, we're basically, we podcast. We run a podcast every week or so. Also, we have, we put out articles basically almost every day, so... You can follow us at wingedoctors.com, and you can check out our uh, our podcast on iTunes and on Google Play at uh, just search for Winged Octopus Podcast. But yeah, just um, I, I live in Los Angeles. I've been to Vegas multiple times, frequently actually. Um, have family in in Vegas, and we were just talking about this the other day, and it's very exciting to see. Vegas, not only get a hockey team, but get a major professional sports team. I think, you know, I think the city is ready for it. I think this is perfect for the city of Vegas. 
And I, I'm one of the people who believe this thing will actually be successful. I think it'll actually do pretty well. Now, have you come out here and done any Frozen Fury trips? Um, unfortunately, I have yet to do that. I, I haven't done that, unfortunately. Well, t- tell you what, come out here uh, for this year's Frozen Fury. You'll get to see the first hockey game ever played at T-Mobile Arena. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have and, to check uh, that out. We'll get you. We'll get you introduced to the uh, Las Vegas Las Vegas hockey community. Um, what are the re- what are some of the reasons you think it will be successful? Because I've been fighting a battle for 16, 18 months now, beating the drums for Las Vegas as a sports city and a hockey city. Um, what are some of the reasons you think it'll be successful here? Well, a lot of people don't know this, and that is Vegas has a history of being successful with hockey. Um, as many people there don't you go. remember, as many people don't remember, back in about the mid '90s, early to mid '90s, Las Vegas had a team called the Las Vegas Thunder. Used to play at Thomas and Mack yep. Center, I believe, in the IHL, and. Yes, sir. Um, and actually was one of one of the top teams in attendance at Thomas and Mack Center. So there was that. And then about around in the late 2000s, mid to late 2000s, there's the Las Vegas Wranglers that played at the Orleans Arena, at the Orleans Hotel in the ECHL. That's correct. Um, attendance, attendance was also, again, was one of the tops in – was one of the tops in the ECHL. Now again, they both teams the um both teams went out, one with the IHL basically closed shop and with the Wranglers the issue was trying to find um what am I looking for? A new lease for to to play in a for their arena, arena in Vegas. So and on top of that, as you mentioned, Frozen Fury is very successful every single year when the Kings come out to Las Vegas for their exhibition game. So Vegas has a good history with hockey and a successful history with hockey. That's what people don't really understand. Not only that, Vegas is a growing city as well. There's more people moving into Las Vegas. And I'm not talking about, like, the casino, the strips, or anything in the city of Las Vegas, but you have to include the outskirt cities of Summerlin. Henderson, cities like that, on top of if you want to add UNLV students who are, um, who are coming in from out of state, they're going to want to see hockey in Vegas, and they're going to want to get behind a, profess- a major pro sports team that to call their own. And you can tell by the season tickets, too, the, the deposit, it's basically it's telling you everything right there that there is some good – there's going to be a good following for a Las Vegas hockey team. So that's that's one of the reasons why I think – that's one of the many reasons why I think this thing will be successful. No, did you make good points. One thing, uh, back in early 91, people forget, too, that Las Vegas hosted the first outdoor game in the modern era in the parking lot over the tennis court at Caesars Palace with a game on September, last preseason game, of the, I think September 21st, and I have actually been here long enough to have attended that game. Um, first time I actually got to see Gretzky play. 
Kings won the game, so that part of it was all good. Um, so the, the history goes really. I'm, I'm scraping the barrel here, but back in in like '71, there was a PCHL Pacific Coast Hockey League, and right. Las Vegas had a had a team in that league for two or three years. I believe there was some controversy over something, and they actually got kicked out of the league. But uh, the, even even going back that far, which is way before my time here in town, um, for whatever reason, it, it, you're right. There has been a hockey history here in Las Vegas. And when we had Clint Larchuk on the show, not too uh, very first episode of the podcast, we reached out, and Clint was good enough to come on the show. And he's one of the few people that can say he he did play in both Quebec City and Las Vegas. And he was he was amazed at the the fan feedback from when he was playing here, and he he, he flat out told us then that Las Vegas was a market that needed to be tapped by the NHL, and that he was on board a hundred percent with the idea of of bringing a hockey team here. And today today's the day, man. I'm uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm seeing royalty walk. Uh, NHL royalty walk down the hallway in front of me as we speak. The, it looks like the presser is is broken up here. So I don't know, Chris. You got any questions for Matt? Yeah, Matt. Uh, in your travels, uh, maybe from uh, people who interacted with you through Twitter or through your web, uh, through the your articles or whatnot, um, have you gotten any feedback from the people of Quebec City and? And uh, about really the whole expansion process and where where they're at. Um, I haven't received anything from the people who live in Quebec City or anything. It's mainly people who are, I, I guess you could say, who who view nothing but the negatives of the Vegas hockey team. And one of the most common things I've gotten was people compare it to the Las Vegas situation or not Las Vegas, to the Arizona situation. Well, people, what people really don't understand about that is Las Vegas and Arizona are apples to oranges because Las Vegas 100%. has an arena that's in the city of Vegas, that's on the Strip, and also they're an unproven sports city. Arizona has an arena way out in Glendale, which is about maybe 30 minutes to an hour out of metropolitan Phoenix. There's no real public transportation to get to the arena, and not only that, people are not really going to want to go out 30 minutes to an hour to fight traffic to see the Arizona to see a hockey game for about almost 41 games of the season, if not maybe a little bit less. That's so it's really it's more of a you can't really compare it because it's different situations. But as far as as far from what I've been hearing, as far as what people in Quebec, I, I haven't really heard anything quite yet. But there's a lot of people who think Quebec should get the, should get a team, but as it was mentioned, the Canadian dollar is down and geographical imbalances is the main reason why they're not getting one. Yeah, if I can make I think you brought up a great point, Matt, uh, Matt and I, I like to – because I've heard the same thing and comparing people upset about Las Vegas. And uh, and I don't want this to be, you know, an anti-show or anything like that. But 
uh, people saying like, oh, you know, look at Arizona, their situation, you know, Las Vegas is doomed to to repeat. The two huge differences, one, is one, the Las Vegas franchise has a state-of-the-art building that just opened up right in a perfect location. So there's no building issues. And secondly, they are light years ahead in terms of the commitment, the wherewithal, uh, financially, the support with their ownership group led by Mr. Bill Foley. So um, those two reasons will not be why Las Vegas, if it were not to succeed, which I don't think it will, I think will be a huge success, is not going to be part of the equation. Right. And we actually we just ran a um a poll on our on our Twitter account and thirty two percent out of the choices thirty two percent says that it will work long term and the rest are basically the closest to it is twenty seven percent. And this is out of twenty two votes. So it's the, there's a, the, I mean there's the, a the challenge there's going more forward people now. Who there's more people who think this will the work out. Going. The challenge yeah, we I, have, I obviously, people... is, is getting competitive as soon as possible because I think any market, whether it's a traditional market, non-market, basketball, football, hockey, what have you, um, they're only going to suffer bad bad performance by the team for so long. Um I think that the NHL has realized that. I've just seen uh, a couple more details about the expansion rules. I can't decipher them right now. I'm going to have to get into them a little bit later. Um, By setting up the draft the way they had, they're going to have no, you know, they'll they'll be slotted into the lottery with uh, the number three ping ping pong ball going forward in next year's amateur draft. The uh, twenty, I think it's the forty seventy rule, um, where a team will have to expose players that have forty years, forty games of NHL experience in the last season or seventy games combined in the two previous seasons, so they won't be able to load their rosters up with AHL players, um, creating vacancies through other kinds of moves, and then exposing ex- they, exposing, you know, AHL players. Um, I think I think the team makeup, while obviously we won't be going for the Stanley Cup in 2017-18, I think the, the grassroots talent only protecting three defensemen and, and seven forwards and one goalie um, Every team is going to have to expose a top four defenseman. Every team is going to be exposing second, third line players. We've talked at length on the show about the goaltenders that are going to be available. So I think the back end and the goaltending situation should be pretty solid right from the get go. And don't forget, they'll be starting, starting July next year, they'll be available to sign free agents maybe fill out that top line, bring in some scoring. So it won't surprise me two or three years down the road if they're in the playoffs. What do you think about that, Matt? Well, I think, honestly, they'll end up 
Well, Batman said they're going to be a competitive team right out the gate. And if you look right. at, if you look at, there's a there's a thing on General Manager that has the expansion rules down, and where you can go to every team and do the whole protection thing. So if you look at it, and we've talked about this on our show all the time with the uh, who who's going to protect who. If you look at it, and I think from a Red Wing standpoint. It basically is going to be teams who are looking to get rid of bad contracts or get rid of players with no trade clauses, no or anything like that. So one one guy who I consistently talk about on the show and we speak highly of is Jimmy Howard. Jimmy Howard, right, right. It, it, it has a history of being a solid goaltender. He's, um, I mean, you, you saw this season, he's basically single-handedly saved the Red Wings playoff live to extend the, the 25-year playoff streak. So if he's not moved by the end of, um, if he's not moved this season for anything, he most likely will get picked up by the Vegas team. And Vegas needs a solid, is going to need a solid goaltender. In this league, you need solid goaltenders to be successful. And I think they pick him up. If they pick him up, they'll be well on their way because there's going to be a few decent players out there who won't be protected. Now, mind you, the contract won't be all that great, but at least they'll be decent players to be competitive in the NHL in the NHL um, for the first year. Yeah, for sure. We were talking, you know, the the Ducks just moved Freddie Anderson to Toronto, and that was going to be my hope was that 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 situation in Anaheim would play itself into a goalie for for Las Vegas. But we we talked on the show before this. Pittsburgh has has Murray and Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, Tampa has Vasilevsky and the Vezina Trophy finalist and Ben Bishop. Uh, St. Louis has Elliott and Jake Allen. There's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing coming towards the the the, the draft this year to try and and you know isolate which players, goalies, etc. Teams are going to want to protect for next season. But I hadn't actually thought about uh, Detroit in that regard. What are what are some other players maybe? Uh, third line forwards and, and your back end defense that you guys look at probably having to be exposed next year? Well, I, 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 if I could just say one thing, I would just, sure. I, I, this is, this is definitely a fun thing to do, but I think it would right. be more meaningful to do it come opening night uh, next season. Cause at that point, because well, I think there, as we've seen already this week, uh, we've got seen a lot of moves. There's a lot more to come. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, For sure. a lot of things in the air that could happen. Um, so I would say, you know, it's a fun thing for a hockey fan in Vegas or anywhere. Let's take sneak a peek at the expansion draft. I think it would be more meaningful to do it come opening night. I think you'll have a better idea. And then obviously the next big one will be after the trade deadline. Um, so uh, I think guys like you know Flurry could get moved. Keep in mind, Brian Elliott is a free agent uh, uh, after next season. So uh, St. Louis can uh, protect Allen, and if they don't sign uh, Elliott, he, he, they'll, they'll, you know, they could re-sign him after July one, as an example, or Vegas could sign him. 
Um, I, I think probably a more fun thing to do if you wanted to really look at it right now is if you go to a site like capfriendly.com and you can check out all the different free agents who become uh, all the different people who become unrestricted free agents on July 1st, uh, 2017. Guys like T.J. Oshie and Brett Burns and guys like that, or Ben Bishop. That could that could definitely be a fun exercise and kind of watch their pro- progress, contract progress, and if they're going to be hitting free agency or not. Right, and I mean we have um, Brent, we have Brendan Smith, our, our one of our defensemen, who will be hitting unrestricted free agency if the Wings don't resign him for by January first of um of next year. So he's a young, solid defenseman. He he was one of the Wings' best defensemen this season, actually. So he could be somebody if the Wings don't sign him back, he could be somebody who Vegas could sign in free agency come next year. No, that's a good point. Well, I'm going to wrap this up. i got to head over to the Hard Rock and do a couple things there. We've only got a couple minutes left on the show anyway. And then I have a party to get to this afternoon, 4 o'clock. If anybody in Vegas is listening right now, over at Oasis Bar and Grill on Trop of Decatur, our friends over at the Thin Bin Podcast are hosting a celebration party. Uh, there's going to be some catered grub. Uh, there's some rumors about uh, some people with a team that may, in fact, show up over there. Uh, so if you're in Vegas, get over there tonight. Show your support for the new Las Vegas franchise. And uh, I will see you there because i got to go run across town to the Hard Rock try and do some work over at the awards show, and then I'll be headed over to that party. So, Matt, thank you for coming in today, sir. I appreciate having you on the show. All right. Thank you for uh, allowing me on. And if you got, you know, whenever you guys want to come on to our show, um, let me know, and we can work that out. But you guys are more than welcome to come on and, and talk some hockey with us. No, you know we will, man. You say the word, we'll be there. We'll set it up. Appreciate you coming in. All right. Thank you. Thanks, man. That's Matt Lowry. He runs the Winged Octopus blog over in Los Angeles. I wanted to ask him about how, well, there's Wings fans everywhere, let's be honest, but uh, how that was working out with the Kings' recent resurgence there in the Los Angeles market. Anyway, Chris, I, we're, we're just about out of time, sir. Give me your give me your last thoughts here on on uh, where gonna, we're headed. Yeah, with, my, la- my last thought is going to be a plug. Uh, we might do a show next week if we don't. Our, just to let everyone know, mark their calendars. Our big free agent frenzy show will be Tuesday, July 5th, uh, 3.30 Vegas West Coast time, 6.30 Eastern time. We'll be having the boys on from the NHL on the ice and Alan Sorolinski and Brian Yates. So, everyone, please check out that show. And if you haven't, and yet, one last plug, if you haven't checked out, our draft show, shame on you. It was a great show, not because of me and Mark, but because of our guests, uh, Andrew Forbes Absolutely. and Mark Schlieg, who I probably just butchered his name for the 14th time. But check those guys out at Andrew G. Forbes on Twitter and at THW Schlieg, S-C-H-E-I-G. Oh, no, at T-H... I'm not his wrong Twitter. THW Mark. At THW Mark, yes. So check out our mock draft, first 15 picks, and uh, it starts at the 1 minute 25 second mark, and uh, that's my last word.
Okay. One thing too, if you do go go uh, check out our draft show, then I challenge everybody to give us their first 15 picks in the draft, and then email that to Mark Warner at VegasHockeyPodcast.com. If you, I will take the first first submission that actually beats the experts that we had on the show, and we'll send them a, a free Las Vegas Knights. Black Knights, whatever, whatever the name ends up being, we'll send you guys a free official shirt once they get, once we get a name and once we get, get, uh, get those that merch printed up that everybody's so geeked up for. So little little challenge there for everybody. See if you can beat the experts we had on the show. So anyway, Chris, thanks for coming in, doing this short notice, sir. And if we don't, oh, if we hear anything else, we'll definitely come and. and uh, come and break a little news. Otherwise, we'll see everybody on July 5th. And, uh, of course, we'll be keeping everybody up to date on all the news. If, if uh, i got to go catch the rest of the press conference because I didn't see if, if they introduced a general manager or anything like that or whether that's going to come a little bit later in the summer. So, uh, Chris, we're, i got to run. I'm going to head across down here and see if I can't get us a little bit more action. And we're gone.